So not too long ago, I received a message in my Instagram DMs from a guy named Chris. And in the message, Chris basically said, my video that I did 10 years ago talking about how I carried a gun with the round in the chamber and why I decided to do it saved his life because before watching that video, he never really carried with a round in the chamber. So after watching the video, Chris said he started carrying with a round in the chamber. And at some point further down the line, unfortunately, somebody tried to rob Chris. And during that robbery, Chris was able to defend himself with his firearm and live to see another day. And Chris decided that he owed me something, which he really didn't, but he felt that he wanted to gift me with a gold pendant version of the round that he used to actually save his life. Not the actual round, but a variation of it. And I thought it would be a good idea to have Chris come onto my platform and tell his story. Now, up to up to now, according to Chris, he hasn't told anyone this story. This isn't something that he's kind of gone around and done videos on so forth and so on. But he wanted to come on my platform. I asked him to come on my platform so that he can tell his story so that you all can learn from his experience. And so I think it's a very important for us to learn from other people's experience so we know what changes we may want to make as far as how we train and how we carry our firearm. So what you're about to watch is that conversation between Chris and I talking about his experience and hopefully you guys can learn a ton of information from it and utilize that in terms of how you decide to protect yourself. So um, you and I had conversed on social media um, quite a bit about what happened to you in your situation. So I thought it'd yep. just be a good idea to kind of have you come on and kind of tell the world what happened to you in your situation, because I think it's a great example for a lot of people to hear. Um, people hear me talk about things all the time, but I think it's really good for people to hear it coming from somebody else who actually went through it. So just jumping kind of right into it. What, yeah. um, like, who are you and what do you do as far as being a normal person on a day-to-day -day basis? I'm just a normal dude. I'm a dad. I got a 16-year-old son and a wife and a dog, and I'm a custom jeweler out of Seattle, uh, Tacoma area. People, I'm from the outskirts, but people are more familiar with that. Yeah. Um, I actually, I grew up kind of a, I grew up really good, good household, but I went down the wrong path. I was a convicted felon, mm -hmm. um, but I got my rights back. I grew up and I got my rights restored. And um, because of that, and really because of you, that's why mm -hmm. I'm honestly here. Gotcha. So kind of briefly talk about how you were like, what is it like trying to get your rights restored? Because a lot of people don't realize you can actually do that. So it's fairly easy, a lot easier than people think. You know, the only thing that was a big deal is they didn't want any uh, domestic charges. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah. I guess a lot of the, the attorney was saying a lot of the gun crimes happen um, within, you know, domestic issue related issues. Mm -hmm. um, and I, but there was no mental health uh, screenings or anything. I don't think that's necessarily needed. I mean, if you're a good person, you're a good person, you know, regardless if you have issues or whatnot. Um, but it wasn't that bad. I didn't have any domestics and it took about 60 days to, to get my rights back. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, okay. So now let's, let's jump into what you initially kind of reached out to me about and I kind of, kind of go into that day. Yeah. And terms of what happened so, i've honestly besides my wife and one close friend i've never told anybody this because i didn't want it to seem like i was trying to like glorify a situation you know what i mean 
Yeah. Like, hey, I shot someone. Yeah. And you know the saying, uh, you know, F around and find out. You know, a lot of people mm -hmm. that carry guns, they, they make those claims like it's something that uh, is going to be glamorous or whatever in a yeah. way. And that is, it's, it's terrifying. I mean, I, I, I get nervous even thinking about it, you know, and I've done a lot of things growing up to where I didn't think this would be a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, so basically, like I said, I'm a custom jeweler. I own Heineck diamonds. I, uh, I posted some stuff. This was kind of more towards the beginning when I really started getting going and getting momentum and the jewelry stuff. I posted a couple chains online. Guy hits me up on um, OfferUp, and he wanted to meet up and to buy a chain. I didn't really think nothing of it. It was only a three, like the chain was valued at like $300. Yeah. I've done it before. I don't like meeting people. I, I typically don't. So I meet him up. It's in a, a shopping center. There's a bank, a gas station, and a grocery store. And um, anyways, so I get out of the car. Uh, and he's in a car and there's two other people in the car. Um, he walks up to me, everything's normal, but he's kind of got his hands like in his pocket. Mm -hmm. And, um, right then and there, I kind of felt a little weird about the situation just because the way he was looking around, but what really tripped me out was the people in the car that were mm -hmm. waiting. It just, one of those scenarios that just looked kind of questionable and as he was walking towards me he kind of kept like just kind of you know just like scouting to see kind of who was around and it was in the middle of like the daylight and we're in a very busy area so i yeah. think most people would assume that well nobody's going to do anything in public come to find out <clears throat> it's not the case right <laughs> yeah um so he reaches into his pocket and he starts moving into his pocket and I can see it coming out of his pocket. And at that instant, I kind of just, I don't know how to explain it. Um, time froze, I guess, for mm -hmm. a second. Yeah. Everything felt really slow. Um, but I was kind of calm at the same time. I don't really know how to explain it. It's nothing nowhere near what I thought it would ever be like. So just natural instincts. I did a lot of training on the range and stuff like that. Um, I actually did catch my, um, I had a, a Glock 43 X okay. with the RMR, uh, Trigicon RMR. And I pulled my shirt up and I reached and it got hung up on the, um, on the RMR, mm. which, you know, it gets hung up on the RMR, but I'm able to get it out and I mean, obviously I didn't use any sights or anything like that. I mean, it's cool to have. Yeah. Um, that that's a whole nother story. It gave me a whole new like perception on all the accessories and all that shit. Yeah. But um, so I pull it out. First shot was at the hip. Then I shot a few more. He ran back to the car immediately. I jumped in the car, drove away, and because it's clear, I can say this just out of like pure panic and then another person in the car having a gun pointed at me mm -hmm. i let off three more shots at the moving car gotcha. but it was a situation where just because 
they were driving away, the detectives and the, the, all the police that were interviewing me and talking to me, they said, just because someone's fleeing, like driving away, doesn't mean they're still not a threat. Yeah. So I ended up leaving the scene out of panic. Mm-hmm. Just pure panic. I didn't, I, like, I didn't know what to do. You know what I mean? So like, did the- you re- go ahead. Like, do you remember, and I know you were in panic, so it's kind of hard to kind of process finitely what's going on, but yeah. Do you remember anything at all going through your mind? Um, Cause I know you, you mentioned things kind of slowed down, but we, we both know things were probably going really quickly, right? Probably happened. It's a keep- mixture of both, dude. It's like, everything was slowed down and like tunnel vision, like hyper sensitivity, I guess. Yeah. Hyper awareness. Yeah. Um, and I just knew like I had, I had to do what I had to do. I I could see it coming out of his pocket Mm -hmm. and he got it out. You know what I mean? He got it all the way out. So what did you, so how did you, well, you saw him drawing. And so what do you think made the difference between, because essentially you two are kind of drawing down on each other at the same time. So what, what was the difference between you getting your gun out faster than he did? So for one, just the situational awareness, right? But for yeah. two, you're never going to beat somebody to a drop if they're already reaching to it, right? Mm-hmm. It was the round in the chamber. I never kept a round in a chamber, ever. Because I shot, I don't know if you can see, I shot a hole through my hand with the gun when I was younger. Right here, through my hand. Oh, wow. I see it right here. It went all the way through the back of my hand. Was that, a, like, so what, what happened there? <laughs> like, I when you... A, uh, like I said, I was a delinquent oh, kid and yeah. I was carrying around a little, you know, mm-hmm. what, a little, uh, what are they called? Uh, Tomcat? Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. 25? Yeah. 25, yeah. Cal? Yeah. Stole it from my grandpa, but anyways. Um, I sh- so I was always like paranoid with guns going off. Mm-hmm. I thought it was empty and I was just, because I, I took the magazine out. And so I dropped the mag. I'm a kid. I think, well, if the mag's out, it can't fire. And there was a round. I don't know why I had my hand there, but I shot myself. And um, so, yeah, I, I'd just been paranoid about that. So I was, I, I went like deep dive into YouTube to try mm-hmm. to like get comfortable with, with it. Um, with just guns in general, honestly, dude, I was kind of, I was pretty scared about it, you know, but I knew being a jeweler, I'm at risk, right? Yep. So I have to have one. And then I stumbled across the video. I don't know how long ago, like you post, you posted the video, but you mm-hmm. look like you're like in your mid twenties or something. Yeah, it was a long time ago. It was a very long. Yeah. I've always actually wanted to like uh, I know what video you're talking about. Um, I always wanted to update that video, but yeah, yeah. I, I put in uh, um, why you should carry with a round in the chamber into the search engine or something along those sorts, and two videos popped. A few, a bunch of videos popped up, but. You just seemed more like the type of person I would want to like. We were more on the same age and all yeah. of that. So I clicked on that video and I was watching about like, okay, well, this makes a lot of sense. Like everything's not going to be a perfect scenario where I just going to be able to pull a gun out and rack it. And honestly, Colleen, I swear the, the, the phase that I was in mm-hmm. and the amount of sweat coming off of my hands and just yeah. the, the heart. Like I was so weak, but strong at the same, I don't, I don't know how to, it's like, dude, I, there's no way, there's no way I would have been able to rack that. My hand would have slipped right off it. Yeah. I mean, no, I was, me, go ahead. Sorry. 
I was shaking. Yeah. Like, I, and even honestly, with the three X as being as small as it is, yeah, probably even probably even more so, more more difficult for you to rack it under that condition. And I would, yeah, there's no way he had his gun up. Like when I let off my shots, oh. it was like almost all the way at me. Mm. So the Did first you- shot was from the hip area. I honestly don't know if that one hit him or not. Mm. Um, and then that obviously caused caused a reflex into him to where he kind of just quit trying to like, you know, aim and, and draw on me. Mm. And then the other ones I was able to get two hands up, but I, I, then I shot once and then my left hand, for some reason, I like panic. I don't know. It just was kind of like, I didn't have a full, a full grip on the gun. I almost lost the gun. Do you think it was because when you tried to pull it before and you got caught up on your RMR that you didn't get an initial good grip on the gun? Yeah, I didn't have a good purchase on the gun. I like, uh-huh. I was, I have big hands, but still, I was probably like almost two fingers off of the gun. Mm. And then it gave me a lot of things like the size of the gun. Now I'm very particular about the size of the gun versus just comfort. That woke me up. Cause I'm yep. like, dude, I was carrying like a little, like Ruger, like a little, uh, 380. Yeah. Bro, yeah. there's no way. Yeah. And I, I talk about that cause I love my little small guns. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm known for that, but I also yeah. always tell people the caveat of look, you, if you're going to carry a gun that small, you need to train to it immensely, immensely. Like it's gotta be automatic because otherwise you might have a hard time finding and fishing for that handle because it's so much smaller. Right. And I did a lot of training with the Glock, the 45. Mm-hmm. 45 and uh, a lot of other big guns so i kind of went crazy and just bought a bunch of guns because here i am I, I can buy guns again you know yep so why 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 wouldn't i um and i, I don't know i just like the ability of being able to protect myself and my family and that's it you know um but that was nothing like anything i would ever think it would be like yeah. And without that round in the chamber, man, dude, I, I'm serious. I would have been dead. And they found, you know, they had the gun. It fell out of his sweatshirt when he mm-hmm. went to the car and it was a loaded 1911, um, like a, like a cheaper one, like a rock Island armory yeah. 1911. He only had four rounds in it, I guess. Uh-huh. But I mean, that's, you know, one's enough. Yeah. Do um, you know, do you know if the safety was activated on it? It was off. Oh, that was off. Oh, okay. So he was ready. ready it was, I mean, it was in the chamber. Safety, thumb safety was off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, the gun was like not old. Like it, you know, would have worked, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like you said, um, it only, you only needed one round. You know, he definitely had one in the chamber. Um, as yeah. As you do. And that's why I never told anybody the story, man, because it's like, what, what do I like? You know, it's just a weird, it's just a really weird situation i guess like it's it's scary you know and it's it's eye-opening but how do you tell somebody that without coming across like you know i mean like i've never made some social media post about it and hey i shot somebody you know yeah and and i and you know in my interactions with you i can kind of tell um this wasn't something for you that was kind of based in bravado um, and I think the only reason I think you agree, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, the reason why you agree to do this is just because of the learning that people could possibly ascertain from, you know, hearing about your situation and understanding the realities of it. Because usually we only get the news story. We don't really right. get 
the people who are involved to actually speak on it. Um, I've had some close calls. I've never had to completely draw down um, on anyone. Um, I pulled, but I never had to draw down. And so being able to get somebody who's gone to the point where they've actually completely defended themselves, I think people, a lot of people need to hear it from a very kind of raw kind of ground level aspect of it. Because sometimes, like you said, sometimes it, um, it, it can border on the line of glorifying, which I think is a good thing from an empowering standpoint, you know, because people need to know that, yes, you were nervous. Yes, it's something you rather had not experienced, but right. you were able to do it. Right. Barely. Uh, yeah. And that's the truth. Like, I'm a big guy. I'm 6'4, 230 pounds. I'm like, I'm not, you know, I've been through a lot. I'm not like a soft person by any yeah. means at all, you know? Yep. And I've been through a lot of stuff in my life, but the, the situation is just so, it's so different. Yeah. You're just not coherent. Yep. Like you're coherent, but you're not. The craziest thing for me, when I think back at it, I didn't hear a gunshot. Hmm. And you let off multiple rounds. Multiple. Eight. Yeah. And I did and he, not hear and, a gunshot. And he never got a, he never got a he never got a shot off. The driver did. The, the dri- passenger car did. Uh, uh, he was already shooting. God okay. I didn't even know. He got off two. I didn't even know about that. I didn't hear it. I had nothing. I didn't even know about it. Yeah. But they found two holes lodged in the like hit against the side of the bank. <laughs> Shit. Jeez. So it was a very weird thing. Like I didn't hear it, but then I did some research, like adrenaline to like yeah, shrink. It's auditory exclusion. Yeah, dude. I don't yeah. know. But I could, yeah. I could honestly say, like, the only reason I agreed to do it was because of how important I know that it is to carry one in the chamber, unless you're some like trained super tactical you know whatever where you where it's like not a big deal like you can just go through the motion i train a lot yeah i train a lot pulling you know right and you know presenting but it's you don't do it under pressure no dude and you can't like you can't replicate that so that was the big disconnect for me is all right at the range i can shoot this good i need to get this threaded barrel, I need to get this RMR, I need to get this, I need to get this, I need to get this apex trigger, I need to do this and that. And then I realized that's cool, it's fun, right, to do, but it's worthless in a real life application. I could see like, what was it, the, um, where's that guy from? Like a long shot or something at the mall where you have time to like take the shot. Yeah, the Dickens, the uh, the famous Dickens, Dickens. Yeah, yeah, that was completely different than my situation, obviously. Yeah. But I didn't even look at a site, dude. Like I, it's how far apart? How far apart do you think you were from him? Oh man, when he started doing that, probably three yards. Three yards. Three, maybe if that. It was almost, you know, ten feet. Ten feet. Yep. And then you said, and and then you had a you had a Glock forty three X. Do you know how many rounds you had in your in your gun total? So that's another thing that's scary. Washington State put a mag ban uh, capacity of 10 rounds. Mm-hmm. I had 10. Gotcha. Well, nine, sorry, because I had I had one ch- chamber. Oh, and gotcha. I had 10 total, not, not 11. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, I, I forgot. Actually, I actually forgot Washington had that uh, had that magazine capacity ban. Yeah, and an AR ban now, but that's a different story, I guess. But um, 
with you on that. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, that freaks me out too because it was almost not enough. Yeah. If that guy in the car wanted to stay and shoot and not drive away, dude, I, I had two left. What am I supposed to do? Like, you know, like the cool drop, grab a mag or whatever, but like, <laughs> wouldn't work. Have one on me. Hands are too shaky. I would have never found the mag well, to be honest with you. Yeah. I shoot very good. I'd like to say everybody I go with says, like, I'm an amazing shot, but I was 10 feet away and missed half my shots. Yeah. Yep. And I think a lot of that too comes down to the speed in which things happen. You know, like I think, you know, and that, at that point, yes, you would like you would have liked to get a great sight picture. You know, you had an RMR in your gun um, getting that right. shot. But you said before you, you I think you took your first shot from your hip. Yeah, like right about here, a little yeah. up from the hip. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest with you. I've taken courses where they've taught where they've they've had us run drill shooting from there. And I'm like, oh, chances of me needing, needing to do this are pretty small. Um, but. You see here in your situation, this is exactly where your first shot came from. I wouldn't have had time to fully present because he was already on it. I still had to lift my shirt and grab it. Yeah. And then when I got hung up on it, I mm -hmm. just kind of I got hung up. So I just kind of like turned my gun and then like brought it off to the side to get the my uh, switch off of the RMR. Do you think that you got hung up also because the times where you did practice drawing, you were probably wearing something different? Yes. You know, because I've noticed that about myself too. I've tried to, I try to make it a habit of anytime I go out and I carry a firearm, if I'm wearing something different that I don't normally practice with, I try to do at least two or three just draws real quick to make sure there's not something that I don't realize that it could possibly get hung up on. Because I never trained I, with the hoodie. Mm, I never had the hoodie on. Gotcha. All our ranges are indoor and they get kind of hot. Yeah. So I've always had a t-shirt on. And a t-shirt's way easier to just lift up out of the way. Yeah. I think I probably grabbed my sweatshirt and missed my t-shirt. I think that's probably what kind of, you know, my t-shirt was kind of hung down a little more than my sweatshirt. Uh-huh. But yeah, I mean, this is the first time I'm saying this and it's because I just can't stress it enough that like you have to have, like I used to tell people like it's your choice, right? It is yeah. your choice, but I'm like, I'm so passionate about like, no, <laughs> you have to have one in the chamber. You have to. Yeah. Yep. And that was, that was kind of, you know, the, the, the mindset I came up with, you know, initially, cause I didn't start carrying with the round in the chamber for me. That's what I'm all about the video. Yeah. It was, you didn't do it either. Yeah. So then I was like, all right, he's in the same exact boat as me. Yeah. And then yeah. how you were saying you, you carry it with a, you know, loaded, but without the round right. and then see if the trigger ever gets uh, depressed or engaged and it no, never no. does. Nope. Nope. So that's now, like, now, you know, I talked off, I'll talk off camera about, you know, it, don't get me wrong. You know, I still understand I'm sticking a loaded gun in my pants. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, that, that's still in the back of my mind. So, you know, I'm very methodical about how and I carry appendix. So I'm very methodical about how I put the gun in my pants every single time um, with the holster, of course. Yeah, and that, and that's when a lot of times I'll take it the holster off, yeah, and put it back in sometimes. But like, it's obviously nothing's going to go off yeah. if it's in a good holster, right? 
you do things the right way, you, you, you're, you're, you're squared away. You're good to go. Um, yeah. But it does but, take, you know, getting used to it. Right. So like I said, I can honestly say like, I know it's crazy, but because of that video, dude, like you literally yeah. saved my life. And, and that's, 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 I don't know. I don't have words for it. It's, it's real shit. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, real no, shit. I, and, and, you know, I do these videos and I don't think, I don't think I truly understand the impact some of my videos do have sometimes um, because I'm, I'm just presenting what I'm either learning from my experience by way of other people or what I'm right. experiencing myself. And so I'll put oh, the video out there. Say it again. Sorry, to cut you off. Sorry to cut you off. Another thing I didn't tell you because of my poor grip, the last round I shot stovepiped. Oh. And then I pulled the trigger again and it didn't go off. So that's why I only got eight out of 10 off. Oh, wow. Huh. So because of the grip, the grip, yeah. I've never had a problem with that gun. I've shot 800,000 rounds through that gun. Yeah. I've never had a problem, but that eighth round stovepiped and I pulled the trigger and it didn't go off. And that's when I just panicked and kind of just ran oh. back towards the car. And so and whatever so happened for the malfunction and like go through the steps, you know, hit the ball. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't, yeah. I couldn't comprehend it. Gotcha. So what ended up happening to him? Um, he was de-alived at the hospital. Say it, say it again. I'm sorry. De-alived. Okay. He was gotcha. alive at the hospital. Gotcha. I don't and get so, some out. I can't say that stuff or whatever. He passed away. Gotcha. Um, so do you remember initially after that, when you first interact, started interacting with the police, like how, how did that go? Well, because I left, I was mm -hmm. obviously paranoid. Yeah. And then I got home and I don't even drink anymore. I haven't drank in years and I was going to take a shot of something, you know, mm -hmm. I was like, it's probably a bad idea. I'm just going to go back to the scene. Yeah. So, and I think, I think one thing that you said that made me realize, like when you said you left the scene, um, cause I've been followed before. I mean, re I've recently been followed and, yeah. um, I mean, and they were, they were chasing me around downtown for quite some time. Um, and so, one thing I realize is I can I can imagine after that happened, the one place you don't want to be is where it happened. <laughs> right. Well, I don't know. Like I'm looking at every other car in the parking lot. Like, yeah, is there more? Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't like what's going on. And it, it, it freaked me out. So I left, you know, and I was close, really close by to where I live. Uh huh. And I was like, I came to my senses a little more. And I was like, I got to go back. Mm -hmm. So I went back and they were already all there. Obviously, they got everything, you know. So they did impound the car. Mm -hmm. They did take the they take my firearm and it brought me down to the police station. And uh, they honestly, it was a pretty smooth process, man. Uh, it wasn't. I will say, I took a gamble. You should always get an attorney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you should always get an attorney. Yeah. You know, and you that's what. You didn't have anything as far as like, like until care insurance or anything like that. No. And yeah. I wish I would have, cause luckily I didn't need anything. I didn't have, I, I didn't even show up to the, um, to the court date, mm. the whole, the whole hearing thing, but with the other people involved, cause one of the people in the car was hit too. Oh, okay. I didn't even show up. Hmm. Um, they were charged and everything like that, but I didn't even. I have nothing has happened to me. I got my firearm back, uh -huh. which took 
fucking a year, excuse my language, took a long time. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I said way more than I needed to say without an attorney. And it caused a lot of, of other unnecessary, like, crap. Yeah. You know, like when we're talking to the cop friendly, I'm telling him how many, you know, I just got my rights back, you know, whatever. I'm excited. I bought a lot of, well, why do you need that many guns? Because I told him how many guns I bought. It's like, why do you need that many guns? Gotcha. And it's like, why, why, why can't I? You know what I mean? Why, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like, you just buy all these guns. Why do you need all these guns? Were you expecting this to happen? Were you wanting it to happen type of thing? It's like, was I wanting it to happen? He's like, what are you, you going to war? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, why do you have all these guns? But then it ended up everything worked out. <laughs> Luckily, the people that were involved mm-hmm. were just honest. They were doing like They just got off of a string of a bunch of these type of incidences. Oh, okay. I've noticed that's, that's been the pattern as of late. Um, you know, they'll, they'll do, they'll do multiple hits. Um, and Dude, like, they had a lot. Yeah. <laughs> All on offer up. They were getting golf clubs, PlayStation. Mm-hmm. They took a, uh, uh, a really weird, um, antique, like, um, rocking chair from somebody that they stole. I don't know if they had a buyer from it. It was like a, I don't know, supposedly some expensive chair. And I think they did it because of the, um, it was an easy target. Uh, okay. For them. They just see an expensive chair on offer up and they're like, well, it's gotta be worth something. I don't know that chair of some sort. I don't, I don't know the details of it, but they they were just saying a little bit about, um, who, who these people were and yeah. it ended up working out, but I would never do that again without an insurance, without, uh, an attorney. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I've been slacking. Um, and I'm definitely getting an insurance policy. So when this happens, I can call somebody um, and just get it done the right way. It would be so much less stressful because I was in such a, when you're in that state, you just want to like spill out everything that happened. Yeah. Cause you're in a, and, you're in a, you're in a heightened emotional state. Like it's just, you're not thinking rationally. Right. And how do I know I could be in a heightened emotional state and say something like there were some issues in my story. Yeah. But it wasn't intentional. It I was mean, I, just, you know. Yeah, I did a I did a, a, a fake mock scenario with uh, USCCA, and yeah, I could have sworn, and I did a video on it. I could have sworn I was like, "Yeah, I shot, I shot like three rounds," and they're like, "No, you shot eight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that and, and that's a fake scenario. So imagine in a real right. one like yours, right? Um, like imagine if your gun hadn't stovepiped, you know, at that yeah. point. Because now you're looking, you're looking at a situation. You had one guy trying to shoot you. You see a car where he got out of, so they'll probably have guns too. So now you're like, I got to deal with them now. Next, and clearly yep. you did because they were also shooting at you. Um, so it, you know, I, I think I think your story speaks volumes to the reality that people, just the regular citizens, potentially have to face on a day to day basis, right? Right. Um, and so, um, and this is my last question to you before we kind of wrap it up. What changes have you made? Like going, I know you've probably gone over it a million times in your in your mind. Um, but when it comes to the gun you carry, how you carry it, like what changes have you made after assessing the situation that you went through? Well, this is a personal thing, I guess. I took off the armor. Okay. On my uh, carry gun. Okay. I make sure to always, um, every time I go to the range, which is a couple times a month, mm-hmm. I always shoot. Even though it's more expensive, I always shoot my carry ammo through my gun. Mm, why is that? 
and if because I, the stove pipe and all of that i used to just train with uh just regular like uh um uh, blue box what's it called yeah. uh, magnum yeah i know magnetech or something like that yeah magnetech magtech yeah because it was cheap so i don't and my gun had no issues you know, but I've never shot the, you know, the Hornady, the critical defense through it at the range, mm. really. So I just always make sure now to shoot my range ammo and just make sure everything's feeding correctly and to use all my magazines. Because I get in the habit of using one magazine. But what if I use a different magazine mm -hmm. one day and that magazine's not as reliable as the one that I always use, you know? Nope, so that's now. Yeah. Um, I clean my gun all the time. You know, every time I shoot, I clean it. Yeah. You still carrying a forty three X? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I have a lot, but I like I prefer that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Just because I know it works, even though it did do what it did. I know that's also mm -hmm. my fault, and any gun could do that. Mm -hmm. Any gun. I don't care how expensive it is. I'm sure any gun can stovepipe if you got some weak half grip on it i don't know a lot about the um you know the physics behind that but it makes sense yep um i totally understand and then another big one which i'm working on and i think is more important than all of them is being in a good physical and mental health you know what i mean i think mm -hmm. i need to work on the physical more, you know, and, and work out more and exercise more and eat better because all that plays a role. Yeah. You know, if you're, I think if, I just feel like if you're in better physical shape and fit, you're mentally stronger at the same time, you're mm -hmm. more coherent. And, um, I just feel like you probably wouldn't get as exhausted as quickly when this is happening. I've been going through, yeah. So I realized how important that is. That's a, um, that's a point that a lot of people don't talk about. Right. Like, you know, I mean, no offense, but like if I'm, if I have extra weight on me, you know, like, sure, you can still defend yourself. I'm not saying you can't, it just makes things a little harder. You got to train around it. Yeah. So the more I can just get myself in shape, both mentally and physically, I think the better, you know? Yep. No, absolutely, man. Absolutely. So that's the change that I made. I keep all my, anything I'm going to carry, it's all stock. Okay. Well, Hopefully somebody will watch this video um, and then take your experience and then use it to assess their current setup and maybe decide to make the changes or maybe add some things or maybe take some things away. Um, I think the, the, the best thing that we have is to learn from each experience that somebody else may have. Right. You know, they, you know, they say a wise man learns from yeah. people's mistakes. And so and that's what I try to do, especially with my defensive gun use series that I have on my channel. Um, I try to put out there as much as possible information for people to kind of ascertain the realities of a self-defense shooting, because right. until you've experienced it, you really honestly, truly don't know. Right. Like I said, I've come close. Um, and I remember the things that happened with me. I remember, like, as you said, I remember having the adrenal dump. Right. But then also feeling exceedingly like feeling really calm at the same time, yeah, so you know? Weird. Um, yeah, it is. It's really weird actually. And then of course, like you talked about the tunnel vision, you kind of, kind of get into a mindset where you're hyper-focused on everything that's going on. So all of your senses are tuned to just deal with that. Um, and so all I saw was the sweatshirt uh -huh. and the gun coming out. Cause I might, I was just focused on that section. Yeah. Nothing to the sides of me. I could see, mm -hmm. I was just 
so tied into that. Yeah. I and think that's thing, why, I don't know. I think that's why I missed is, a couple times. Um, I think, honestly, you missed because your first shot was from the hip. People don't realize how hard it is to shoot from the hip. It's hard. I need to, that's what I need to do. That's a huge one. I need to train more for that, as goofy as it sounds. Yeah, no, I used to think it was goofy, too. But when you realize, one, that it's not as unlikely as you think, but then, two, shooting from your hip accurately is hard as hell. It's hard. Yeah. Because your body's not used, because you, you're literally having to use body alignment to get your shot off and understanding your body or, or orientation. And we don't shoot like that very often, so we don't know. So, so we think we do, and then like you're shooting, and then you're like, you think you're shooting at the at his stomach, and then you're realizing it's hitting the target at the head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, so definitely, yeah. that's. I have all the knowledge to do it yeah. right, but I botched it all. Yep. But I still worked, you know. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, thank thank God. Um, but like like you said, that's the reality, right? It's like, it's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be clean. And I think what a lot of us do is when we think about the possible situations we could be in, we think, oh, everything's going to go perfect for us, right? It's yeah. going to be perfect. Um, I'm going to see it coming and then I'm going to John Wick it out and I'm going to bang, 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 and I'm going to collateral it and, and do all that stuff. I'm even guilty of it, right? Um, but like, I've learned a lot, just like you learned from my video. I've learned a lot just listening to you tell your story. Yeah. You know, it's got me thinking about some things too. So, and, and that's what I think this community should be about. The gun community online, it, it's about, you know, learning from each other. Because at the end of the day, that's what it is. We are, we are our own first responders. We are our own protectors. But at the same time, we can learn from each other because right. we don't have the benefit. We're not soldiers. So we've never, we don't have the benefit of going to war and experiencing that. We're not police officers. So we don't have the benefit of dealing with constant situations. We are citizens. We're a different type of gun owners that aren't necessarily the same as a cop or a soldier who's at war. So right. uh, I think I think this is this video is going to be incredibly important, I think. Good. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Well, man, look, I appreciate you for coming on and sharing your story because I know you're rather reluctant to talk about it. And I understand. Um, at the same time, I thank you for kind of, you know, stepping up and just kind of presenting your story so that other people can learn from it. I'm um, also you. appreciate you making this pendant for me. Um, That's the same. Cool. Uh, critical defense round that I, that I use. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm just glad I, I could have been of help to you to whatever degree I was, even though I didn't know I was doing it with my video. Um, yeah. and, and it actually puts me in a mindset now of understanding that like when I put these videos out, how possibly important they can be to other people. And so yeah. I really, I really thank you for taking yeah, the time. It was the video, you know, it was yeah. the video. It's crazy to think that somebody from a complete, you know, <laughs> I don't know you, dude. I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's that some like YouTube can save a life. What? Yeah. And really? I just, I only so happened to see your message with respect to, um, Instagram. yeah. So it was yeah. like, yeah. So it was um, weird. But, yeah. So I really no. appreciate it. Um, I'll remember. I'll be thankful forever. Absolutely, brother. Well, thank you. Thank you for everything. Okay. Absolutely.